Welcome on in, everybody, to our 25th episode of Theory of Anything. Hey. Hey. Oh my, real crowd response. What a milestone for us. I'm so glad you uh, could make it to listen. And uh, as usual, we have myself, Devon. Hello. And Paps. Hello. For Hi. your usual entertainment. Uh, but we also have, to help us with this episode, Beck. Hello. Hello. Special wow. special guests. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself, Beck? Um. So I'm the other wife. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm Devon's wife. Yeah. Um. I'm currently studying a master's in forensic psychology, forensic and criminal psychology. So deep. Deep. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, since me and Devon have been together, he's turned me into a gamer girl, oh, as wow. he likes Very to say good. it. So I'm getting there with all the tech stuff. Wow, jolly good. Um, I believe. Oh, sorry, go on. I was going to say it sounds from um, Rebecca's intro of herself that she, we, she's the intellectual in the family. Yes. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, and you've you've brought her down to your level by making her into a, a gamer, yeah. <laughs> and, and do you participate in Devon's uh, passion for C C S Go? That's correct, isn't it? That's it, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a good wife, and I do my wifely duties of watching his matches. What watching uh, play? Yeah. 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 Yeah, very good. yeah. I'm not into the whole um, like no. competitiveness. No. Okay. And it can get a bit toxic. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Does it? Oh, really? Yeah. I did watch one of his matches. We're talking about like you're not here, Devon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch one of his matches the other day until we got cut off. But yeah, mm. it was a quite high high intensity. Yeah. yeah. So, so what sort of games do you like then? So I originally I was just a Sims player. Uh, Sims. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, nice. Two, yeah. three, yeah. Before Devon days. But, uh... wow. <laughs> but yeah, how so... much in common Dev, uh, Rebecca and Beth have got then for you? Oh, you? no, no, not really. Oh, <laughs> is that Your good wife... or bad? I don't know. <laughs> Different. Your wife is a Sims enthusiast, isn't mm. she? Yeah. Anyway, mm. sorry, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but now Devon's got me into uh, all sorts. Been playing some. Was it? Yeah, been playing some Minecraft. And yeah. some, was it Payday 2? Yep. Oh, wow, yeah. With Tim so as well. So that's a first-person shooter, but it's not competitive, so it's okay. Is that right? Yeah, well, it's, I, I like to play with people that I know. It's the when that... you play with other people that you don't know online, okay. and then they can get, like, really horrible. Yeah. Because obviously I'm that's... not the best at shooting or knowing where I'm shooting. <laughs> so where, and that's yeah. okay. Exactly. <laughs> if you are, people get horrible anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good. Things, some other things like World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, you just started um, the first one through Half Life Two. Yeah, I was told if oh. I was going to be a gamer, I have to play this Half Life Two. Yeah. And so. you played oh, yeah. Red Dead Redemption, haven't you? As yes. Well? Yeah. Yeah. I remember you talking about that one yeah. of our earlier episodes. That was. Yeah. Quoted your experience as well yeah. as his yeah. own. That was my first. Um, Real experience of was it second hand? Third, third person. person, yeah, that's yeah. it. Third person uh, um, mm -mm. games, which I wasn't too much of a fan of, but <laughs> I really liked Red Dead too. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm on my way to being a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we're all on the journey, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> some, some stage or another. Okay. Brilliant. Okay, so we've got some pickups from the last episode or, or so forth. Uh, Paps, I believe you've got something to share. Yeah, I, I was thinking after our last conversation in our episode, we were talking about um, the uh, gadget graveyard and yeah. the first item mentioned was PDAs. And it occurred to me while I was uh, happily driving along the other day and I was listening to somebody talking on a, I think it was a podcast or the radio, and they said, oh, grab your phone and take a picture. And I thought, why have we chosen to still call this device that we keep in our pockets a phone because oh. actually the phone element of what we carry around with us every day is probably one of the smallest parts of that device it should they should really be i'm looking at mine now on my desk it should really be still a pda shouldn't it a personal digital assistant remember for those letters? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> and i'm thinking you know we to call those devices still phones seems like a bit of a bizarre concept because... It's a, it's a redundancy, isn't it? The, the phone call yeah, element is. is hardly used, is it? We don't really use phones to make phone calls, do we? Because mm, even like messaging isn't phone. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think a better term for our phones is something like a portal because it's like a gateway into all these other realms of communication and uh, experiences of gaming or watching m moving pictures of films and TV that's, and all this listening to sounds on the radio and podcasts. That's, that's interesting you say that because without internet, your phone's almost useless. <laughs> because yeah. I, I do that sometimes. I run out of data or whatever. And then mm. I've got, it, I, I go to my phone and I think, well, what can I do? I can't do anything. None yeah. of these apps work without, you know. Okay. Yeah. About Wi-Fi or whatever. Yeah. So my so, yeah. question is really, why are we still calling these gadgets phones? Because they're not really what the phone. I've, I've said it already. The phone part mm. of what it does is so tiny compared to everything else, isn't it? Yet we still call them a new phone, don't we? Or have you got a new phone contract, or you know, or grab like that? What I just quoted: grab your phone and take a picture. Oh, it's yeah. a sort of cam, a camera or a video camera, isn't it? Mm. You know, it just strikes me as odd. It struck me as odd for the first time, anyway. And it was in my mind because of our conversation in the last episode. You had a revelation moment. We need to mm. we need to rename our handheld devices something other than phones. Maybe the, psychologi <laughs> the psychologist has something to say about that. Who's with me? Come on. Where's the petition? Yeah. Yeah, man the barricades. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. That's all I was going to say oh, about that. Sorry. Yeah, I probably went on a bit longer than I really meant to. But... Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing to get passionate about. Yeah. Um, we also what? had something as well from last episode. Um, I think it was a couple of episodes ago. I can't remember. But, um, oh, yeah. Some more positive feedback, which is always nice. Isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Um, someone by the name of Luke um, wrote in and said, um, I like what you've done with the thumbnails, Ford. I guess oh, that's the ah, yes. on, So it sounds like he's been listening on the YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. Mm, my artwork. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. What's one that was explaining faith? If you remember, I think that was Ford's one as well, wasn't it? Oh, my days. Yeah. He's loving um, it. He watched great. that because it was a seriously hard question to answer. Um, so, obviously, it's, it's enjoyable that we actually talk about difficult things as well as like just 
I don't know, other things like tech or gaming or whatever it is. Hmm. Um, so he's never really watched, yeah, nonsense. He's never really watched or listened <laughs> to podcasts before. Um, but yeah, they have good banter and he really enjoyed it. So that's really nice. Good. Wow, he can come back. He likes our banter. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Good. Yeah, nice. well, welcome to our listenership, Luke. It's nice to have you with us. Yeah. <laughs> Tell well. all your friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On with the show. Welcome, special guest. Okay, Beck, over to you. So I mentioned before that obviously I've done, I'm doing right now a master's in forensic psychology. Uh, but for the three years before that, I've also obviously been studying psychology at undergrad and then going to school and everything like that. So over the years, both in like my lower and higher education, I've had quite a great deal of exposure to scientific explanations and understandings of like human beings and like how we came to be and like our underpinnings. Mm. Um, and... Uh, there's a few times of that it's been a bit tricky so then they've explained something a scientific like explanation that's kind of clashed a little bit with my faith and what i believe kind of a thing right especially um some of my psychology lectures to do with like biological underpinnings when they're talking about when we were fish and kind of things like that yeah um but yeah so I i was wondering i know you guys have spoken before about um your experiences of like defending the faith and different things like that um but i was wondering what you guys thought about the relationship between science and religion do you think the two belong kind of in separate boxes or that there's some similarities between the two areas and if so are there any uh, situations that you can remember where you thought like ah, oh, well something to do with my faith well that's completely explained in like science they like meld together really well Oh, interesting, yeah. Well, you guys, you guys know um, Jordan Peterson, don't you? Yes. Mm-hmm. He, he he's a psychologist, clinical a professor of yeah. clinical psychologist, and he's done a series on uh, religion, mm-hmm. essentially most mostly Christian. Um, and he he goes through the stories and talks about the stories in a metaphorical sense and mm. pulling out the philosophical yeah. um, underpinnings yeah. of these things, doesn't he? Mm, yeah. um, and he seems very keen on both religion uh, and mostly um, he, he, he seems to defend religion quite sternly. Mm. And yet he's quite the scientist, isn't he? He's very okay. clinical yeah. about that sort of thing. Yeah. So when you were talking about it, I was just, it just made me think of him. I don't really have mm. much to say yeah. about him, but <laughs> yeah, mm. he's very interesting if the viewer wants to go and check him out. Cause yeah. He's got a lot to say. Which share his name again? Jordan Peterson. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, you'll find a lot of his stuff on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, have you have you uh, listened to much of what he says about religion? Yeah, I have. He t- he talks about the um, a lot of the Old Testament stories, um, and it shows why they're important and how they've shaped um, Western civilization. So, mm. um, and like the the values that they betrayed through the stories rather than just being like, oh, that's nice, the son came back to his father. It actually shows the different values that they're teaching through those stories as well and how that can be seen in Western civilization. Which is actually really yeah, he's, interesting. he's very keen on archetypes, isn't he? He says, this is the mm, archetype and yeah. he, he talks it through the story. But So that's, that's one interesting way you can... Uh, 
meld science and religion mm. in a very psychological way in that they do have a lot to say if if not spiritually then psychologically mm. i wouldn't say that's all you want to do because obviously religion is a lot more than just that you know yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, well, so one of the biggest similarities that I've experienced in my scientific like upbringing, if you can argue that <laughs> psychology is a science, uh, <laughs> is wow. quite a, a debate, isn't quite it? the debate, quite controversial. But we'll go with that. It's a science right now. Um, but yeah, to do with language. So in terms of religion, so in Christianity, let's say, um, you taught a lot that the the, there's a lot of power of the tongue so you know like the power of words mm, yeah like that it has the power of life or death and mm. i found it really really interesting in psychology um that actually it's taught that the use of language can have a significant mm. impact on the brain yeah. and our behavior mm. so that's really really interesting for me mm. um so i'll quote this guy he's called well there's two guys that did some research called uh, newberg and waldman so they said, positive words such as peace and love can alter the expressions of genes, strengthening areas in our frontal lobes and promoting the brain's cognitive functioning. They propel the motivational centers of the brain into action um, and build resilience. And wow. then, however, on the opposite side, a single negative word can increase the activity in our amygdala this releases dozens of stress-producing hormones and neurotransmitters, which in mm. turn interrupts our brain's functioning. <laughs> so it's really interesting wow. that mm. obviously we know that and we've experienced that um, saying like negative things to yourself can make you, I don't know, negative, have a negative mind, mm. and mm. vice versa when you tell yourself, "No, okay, I am happy with how I look," even if it's something as simple as like, "Oh, my hair looks nice today," then over time you get a lot more confident i think it's really interesting that obviously science backs that up yeah mm. so it's a biblical principle that then yeah, appears because, yeah. That yeah. To be right. yeah yeah but there's a, an actual biological underpinning and like proof if you want to yeah. say that kind it's, of it's crazy that it says like even just a single word mm. a single positive or negative word yeah. can have that effect so that yeah like when when we're just talking mm. If we catch ourselves saying, oh, I'm so stupid, or anything like that, it, mm. it's always like, well, what you did may have been stupid, but you're not stupid. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's just trying I've, to change that yeah. perspective, isn't it? Yeah. Change, talked about that last, last episode, didn't I, I think, about um, me yes. referring to myself as an idiot because I dropped something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and then you have to sort of realise, actually, no, that's not true, you know, and I shouldn't be confessing those things. It's interesting yeah. that science and philosophy have also accepting that that has an impact on people. Yeah. 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 The thing is, it's a, it's a lot easier to it's a lot easier to destroy than it is to build, isn't it? Mm. That's, that's true in most things. You can't... Oh, yeah. It's you can accidentally destroy something rarely do you accidentally build something mm -hmm. so yeah. so it makes sense that maybe only a few like like what you just said one word you know can knock you right back yeah. it's, it's hard hard to build someone up yeah, mm. yeah. well it's like in uh, developmental psychology um there's so many cases where like a child is obviously it's very um important in childhood like the language and what your um experience and things like that 
So there's lots of cases where children have heard, like, one time the parents have said, like, oh, you're so stupid. Yeah. Just out of anger or something like that. And then no matter how many hundreds of times that parent has said to them, oh, I love you, you're so smart, but you're so stupid, sticks with them to even adulthood kind of a thing. Yeah, very powerful. Yeah. It stays with people, definitely, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels like in today's world, like, people don't really pay attention to what they're saying. Like, you hear so many, like, parents just swearing next to their kids or just using really nasty language right next to their kids. And it's they don't actually have... They're not aware of the impact that's having on their children. And mm. I think... So you can definitely, like, you see that with new generations coming up, it's, like, there's, there's not sensitivity to positivity. It's just mm. there's, a, there's a layer of negativity underneath. It's so hard if you're out and about in everyday world and everyday life and you hear and see things and you see children being spoken down to so badly yeah. mm. by parents in the streets or in the supermarket, you know, and you think the impact that that's having on that child is lasted generations, you know, that's their lifetime if it's not undone. Like you say, it, it, it's not easily undone, is it? That's something you need actual healing from. Yeah. Um, and with our experience with um, taking people through the Freedom in Christ course, we uh, we found that many people's hurts, uh, uh, their struggle with in adulthood, it was a foundation or the beginnings of it, uh, right the way back in their infant childhood, you know, mm. um, because of the way their a parent or another adult spoke to them, you know. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that backs up what you just said. Yeah, yeah. it reminds me of the verse, um, I just looked it up, 1 Thessalonians 5.10. Um, mm. and 11 it says he died for us so that whether we awake or asleep we may live together with him therefore mm. encourage one another and build each other up just in, just as in fact you are doing so it is just like it's quite obvious isn't it <laughs> like yeah. it's, even back then it can be it's just it's seen in, in the biblical principles just to build each other up and rather than just knocking each other down that's true yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's something that you said as well, Rebecca, that I wanted to just pick up on. I've forgotten which bit it was now. <laughs> it reminded me, and I knew I'd got it in my note, in my mm-hmm. uh, OneNote notebook, and I found it. And um, if I just read it to you, but it connects with something you said in your first bit. Um, and I can't remember where I got this from, where, what the source of it is, but I'll read it to you anyway. A secular survey found that happy people demonstrate the following qualities. There's only five of them for me to read to you very quickly. They express gratitude. Mm. They're optimistic in nature. They demonstrate acts of kindness. They savour joyful events. And they practice forgiveness. Mm. And this was a secular survey yeah. that found that. And it and I've written underneath those. Remind you of any particular people group? <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, nice that's people, a you mean? Great, yeah, yeah. But it's a great explanation of the picture. Not saying the church always gets it right. No, it's yeah. a picture of the church. On, it should on, be. You know, yeah. yeah, as we should be. You know, I'm not saying everybody in the church is like that, uh, or and all of us get it right all the time. But mm. uh, that, those five things: gratitude, optimism, kindness, joyful, and forgiveness mm. are. Are fundamental, I think, to the human. What makes us happy? 
the human mm. being experience makes us happy. So it's interesting. Uh, I can't remember why. I How many of those just fruits of the spirit? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I thought I was thinking about why I read that to you. It's something you said about um, how secular psychology is recognizing elements of mm. Christian, if you like, ways of being. You know, mm. yeah. biblical teachings. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I had a couple. This my first one's not very psychological, but no, um, okay. the the biblical laws and the hygiene laws specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually the, thinking about that. Yeah. 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 Like <laughs> there are so many laws about that God told the Israelites, yeah. look, wash your hands. Look, don't go near dead things. Yeah. It's mm. wear a mask. Was there wear a mask? Yeah. 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 <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay two meters apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that is... Is that in the Old Testament? <laughs> I think I read that somewhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> anyway. Okay, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they didn't have any conception of germs or anything, did yeah. they? It's just like yeah, yeah they have no they... data to back it up or anything like that. What they were, what they were yeah. teaching, what they were, yeah. what they were saying to do. You just couldn't see it. It didn't exist. Microbiology yeah. was not a thing, was it? Yeah. 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 Mm. That was that was just one thing. I don't know if anyone's got anything to say about that. But I did have another thing. Well, it's, it's what like um, I love about the whole studying science, even going back to when I was in secondary school and studying science. And throughout that, uh, there's been obviously a lot of like non-Christians and atheists. And like quite a few times they've turned to me and said, like, don't you find this like really hard? Doesn't this like challenge your mm. like faith and everything? And throughout it all, and actually the further up, I've gone in education, mm. the more actually the two have melded together. Yeah. Really? That's good to yeah. yeah. And yeah. like so often people think like if if they obviously don't know the Bible, they think like okay, it's just a load of rules just to mm. spoil all your fun. But like <laughs> like Ford said, it's it's actually Compl- it's to keep you healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Like the rules that were back then and different things like like biblical teachings of that you should speak like positive yeah. words actually it is scientific yeah. <laughs> backing yeah. up it's not just oh, okay i have to be boring i can't like have a laugh or anything mm. it's actually mm. he's looking out for you the biblical teachings mm. are actually trying to help you and keep you healthy Very good. i just love that yeah. Yeah. yeah things like family values as well um mm. so having That's... like having like a father and a mother Mm. And having that love, that that unconditional love, that they will come back mm. um, and accept that that um, child. Mm. That's the thing I was going to say. I was thinking monogamy yeah. instead of polygamy. The idea of being married to one person or being married mm. to several people. I don't know if it's a biblical principle per se, but it's definitely a Christian principle. It's the mm. New Testament, isn't it? Because in the Old Testament, they'd have multiple wives, wouldn't yeah. they? But uh, yeah. since since Christ, it's obviously been um, seen uh, upon as been. Uh, I think there's examples of both. Uh, it it hmm. and it does work out that monogamy is so much better psychologically for people. Mm. And true. I know even people nowadays, and even though it's illegal, I know people do do monogamous. Uh, sorry, polygamy, mm. polygamous relationships, yeah. and mm. it's it, it can be so damaging. I think. Well, yeah, from, from what I've seen, I don't, I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just interesting that, like you were just saying, that love and security you can get from mm. just yeah. two people. 
Try keeping two women happy. Or yeah, that might do. It's too much. <laughs> or two men, hang on. We're, 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 we're modern. Sexist. Yeah. 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 The thing is, the biggest rub up with religion and faith is mm. generally uh, evolution. Mm. But but there are religious people who believe in ev- evolution. Yeah. Mm. So it doesn't have to be a stumbling block. I don't know how I feel mm. about that, but it exists, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why there's a name for creationists. Because mm. not all Christians are creationists. Which is a bit strange. Yes. Right, but... There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, their, their view of it is that God uses this system of evolution to create, you know, it's, mm. it's him behind evolution. But yeah, it's. It's interesting, but all I'm saying is, you know, science and religion, I don't think, do have to clash at all. No, I think you've got to be careful so that you're not taking away from the power and glory of God. Yeah. If you're now relying on evolution, because Mm -hmm. God can't possibly do X, Y, and Z, then then you're minimising God and putting that focus somewhere else. I think that's what you've got to have to um, be careful about. I think, but other than that, I think as long as your as long as your intentions are still trying to find the truth and um, intentions like you're trying to have your focus on God, then I don't see the issue with you personally believing that I don't know God used evolution or whatever. So you wouldn't say it's a deal breaker, as it were. I don't think so. I mean, tell tell me more. <laughs> um, well, Jesus yeah, is the way, a, the truth, and the life. I mean, there's there's no other way. Is it? It's not. Fundamental, yeah. yeah, it's not believing that God created the world in six days, or whatever. It's it's just Jesus. So I assume that if you do believe in Jesus and the, the principles that Jesus stood for, um, like the direct ones, then yeah, you give your life to him. Then yeah, because it's a it's a mighty hot potato. It's a, yes. a, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I don't think we'll solve it. Is it? Yeah. Um, I have certain views on that, but I won't share yeah, them right yeah, now yeah. because of time. But yeah, interesting. If I may just jump back to your joke about the uh, quarantine laws. Yes, there are biblical quarantine laws. FYI. Yes, that's so. a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. So if you come back from uh, Spain, you've got to stay at home alone for two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, it says yeah. it right there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that specific, but yes, no. they do have quarantine laws. Anyway... <laughs> Come on, this Rebecca section, so we need mm. to give her more time. Is there anything else Rebecca wants to bring to us with these thoughts? Or that was, no, that was all, really. I was just yeah. interested if there was any examples um, of things that you found, mm. but obviously you've already kind of said things that you found interesting, mm. the link between science and religion. Yeah, it, We kind of touched on it already, but it's on the having sex before marriage and just being with that one person or or wanting to be with one person for the rest of your life mm-hmm. um, being very determ- determined determined with your relationships mm. yeah. um, and it's been found so that that shows that increases your happiness or you're more likely to be happy if mm-hmm. you have that and it increases like um, you're like you're less likely to be in poverty if you wait till you're married to have a ch- child okay. yeah well, wow, and that's backed up by science. Isn't it? Yeah, no, I mean that's just yeah. the, the data just is found in um, yeah. just in population. Yeah, um, yeah. And I mean, ma- yeah, marriage is a subject we've spoken about in previous episodes as well, isn't it? And how yeah. the um, 
um, the constitution of marriage is, is cements things much more solidly, I think. Um, you know, there's a greater commitment between married couples. Mm. Um, and psych psychologically, I can understand that. You know, the science, I'm sure, would back that. Well, if, you, mm. if there's nothing tying you in to a relationship, then when you have a big row, you just leave, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, but... Mm. But it's also the case as well with um, individuals who like cohabitate, uh, like mm -hmm. they've been cohabitating for maybe like 20 years, being together forever, then they get married and then a year later they get a divorce and yeah. split up. Yeah, and, weird, yeah. yeah, and people think like, yeah. well, you've been living with each other, you've been obviously yeah. sleeping with each other, like nothing's changed apart from you signed a piece of paper. Yeah, but it's just that thing of... Um, I wonder why that would be. Yeah, yeah it, it well, it's there's nothing to look forward to you come back off your honeymoon you have like a great day it's all the same. Yeah. and you come back and uh, a lot of them yeah. said like well nothing's changed it's not like i've just started my married life yeah mm -hmm. or anything like that it's like oh it feels like we're already at this the same thing stage yeah so uh, well it's like yeah, a well, down slope yeah yeah well marriage was still somewhere off in the distance as a possibility yeah there was still always that sort of reach and work towards, but then once yeah. they got it and they realised it was nothing different. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not saying marriage isn't the thing to do. We're saying that it's meant to be done at exactly. the right time. Yeah. yeah. In the right place at the right time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, interesting. Wow. 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 <laughs> Very good. So, what what would you hope to be able to uh, do with this? Um, when you finished your um, education system, what, what's yeah. what, I'm trying to get well, your diploma, uh, your master's diploma. Yeah, your once I've finished yeah. my master's, yeah. Yeah. for the moment, I just want to finish my master's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to yeah. see another assignment for a while. Yeah. Don't know. But yeah, but I've nice. I've always had like a passion for people. It's why yeah. I went into psychology, mm. and I've always been a bit of a not for. Um, was it all like the forensic programs and yeah. all the kind of criminal things and different things <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah. Yeah. I have like a real heart for um, young individuals as well, so like young yeah. offenders. So my parents right. are foster carers and so I've seen quite a lot of children that have been there who's obviously they've been removed from their parents and they come to live with us. and they had like quite tricky backgrounds and their siblings have gone on to like commit crimes and have mm. like several um like criminal offenses and mm. uh, charges and actually you see the difference uh, that that makes and i've always said like it's, it's brilliant and i love um what my parents do whenever anyone's ever asked whether I'd foster, but I don't. I don't think I have. I don't think <laughs> I could foster. <laughs> a special kind of person. Yeah. yeah. But it's, inc it's incredible the impact that a loving yeah. home has. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so I've just I've loved that. So I'd really love to be on the other side of that. So working with young offenders to just yeah. give them a chance because yeah, because it doesn't mean that they have to be out of the home. Because obviously you get a lot of sixteen-year-olds who they're kind of independent they're not really children that need to be removed from the home mm. but they're going through a slippery like down a slippery slope and i think it's mm. um if by the age of 14 you've got a criminal record 
you're, I can't remember if it's like two times or four times more likely to just continue yeah. and just live a life of crime. Mm. Yeah. So I'd love to work uh, with Yoss, which is Young Offending yeah. uh, Service. To break the cycle. Get yeah. in there early. Yeah, get in there early yeah. and help. That's, but I think I, think I need a holiday time. before I do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. And now it's time for Watcher Watching. So we're all human, aren't we? We like to chill and we like to watch episodes. We like to watch films and watch not. So for this episode, we've decided to have a nice big segment of What You're Watching, where we talk yeah. about the things we've been watching recently and uh, just chat, chatting about that. Um, so perhaps Devon, me, Beck, what have you been watching? Well, I've, um, I said uh, in previous episode about me getting Disney Plus, which has been great. Yep. I'm enjoying some of that stuff, watching the Mandalorian, watching... Uh, some of the uh, Star Wars films. Oh, I know what I could ask for. I watched um, Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the film, which it's a Star Wars film, Star Wars film, which takes place immediately before A New Hope, the original Star Wars, first original Star Wars film. Yeah, yeah? it literally follows from one to the other, doesn't it? Yeah, with the handing over of the blueprints to of the Death to Star. Yeah, to R two D two. They that there's a scene where the um, the ship it's above one planet where the bag the big battle was. Yeah, it's a big final the, battle. Yeah, the, they finally the, get the, they get the plans yeah. and they're passing it off. There's a big fight going on. They're passing it through onto the ship that Leia's on. Has to go and, through. A, somebody passes it through a half closed door, don't they? And yeah, uh, yeah. To, and because... then the Leia ship drops right out and. Warps away or whatever, and they leave our yeah. standing there thinking, What's going on? Yeah, that and now, yes. So, now my problem was the next scene you see is the same ship, this drop ship that left left the uh, larger ship because of um, Vader's uh, attacked it. Um, he's um, gets boarded again, doesn't it? Yeah, and then yeah. the droids leave. In an escape pod and land on Tatooine. Tatooine. Mm. Now they've obviously moved to a completely different system by now, haven't they? Or a different planet. They've, it, time has passed. Yeah. So why is there still only one copy of these plans? Why haven't they made an extra copy? Why haven't they transmitted it back to the rebel base? Why is there still only one copy in the droids in the droids date in R two D 2s data bank memory? when um, time must have passed so it just seems odd to me that um, you would think you'd make a spare copy of it it's something so important (laughs) (laughs) if it happened immediately which it doesn't because they've moved to a different planet it couldn't have happened immediately could it yeah Um, I don't know warping's quite quick Mm. I I reckon maybe warping is super quick they they chase them into into hyperspace, and they came out almost immediately, way too early. I don't think they meant to be over Tatooine. Right. I think it was because they got shot out or whatever. You can't get shot out of hyperspace. Get out of here. Unless Do what you like, like in Star Wars. You can in Elite, in Elite Dangerous. Yeah. Anyway, okay. so that wasn't my main thing I was going to talk about in this segment. But anyway, it was just a, a, a thing I thought I'd love to hear what a, a Star Wars geek, and please, if there's anybody out there who knows the answer, 
what's the time distance between the end of Rogue One and the beginning of uh, A New Hope? Because to me, there's an opportunity there to make as many copies as you want and um, and and deal with it, you know. To, mm. to put all your hopes in that one little droid um, was a bit of a risk. Yeah. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a problem if they didn't go to hyperspace at the end of that film, and yeah, yeah that's it really. And, and then, then you could assume that another planet in that same system. Yeah, Tatooine's in the same system. Chase them across the system. I don't know but what the name of the it's planet. It's that it's not in the same system. Is it? But they could have made it. It was. They could, but that's a bit douchey from Disney. I mean, they <laughs> they keep rewriting a lot of the lore, yeah, but like the least amount they do that, the better. Because we we also have to remember that none of this is real. You know? What? Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was a, a, a one of those what they call it an, a nitpick, really. You know. So you've been watching Rogue One then? Yes. So I watched a bit of Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, I did like Rogue One. I did like oh, Rogue good. One. I don't think they wimps out on it. All the main people died. If you haven't seen <gasps> it, sorry spoil to this. spoil it. Um, which I thought was quite nice to see in modern filmmaking you know there was no wimping out on it just because they were forced uh, to because there was no there's no opening for a sequel because they never appear again that's right yeah so i suppose so yeah it's yeah the writers had yeah but they did a good job of creating those characters and then to lose them again i suppose there could be a a prequel to their story couldn't there but anyway oh no we know we know what um the the girl's history is because we see her as a little girl don't we Mm. Uh, anyway, that's that. The other thing I want to say in my watch watching, I didn't mean to talk that long about that, um, was I've been watching um, The Man in the High Castle. Has oh, yeah. anybody seen that? I've seen like one or two episodes. Heard of it. It's a brilliant series, and I've really come to enjoy it a lot more than. I, I watched season one and two probably 12 months ago, and uh, now on Prime, you can watch three and four, seasons three and four. And um, yeah, I'm enjoying getting back into that. Uh, recommend that. Sorry, what's that about? The Man in the High Castle Nazis. is about Nazis. Yeah, it's about um, the Germans and the, they the won Japanese. The war, didn't they? they control the whole of America, North North America. Oh. So there's two thirds of America well, up to the Rockies, from the east coast across to the Rockies, is mm-hmm. controlled by the Germans, and west of the Rockies is controlled by the Japanese. And then you've got a neutral zone down the middle of the country, around about where the Rockies are. And so not quite historically accurate. Then. No. Uh, no. So it's like an, a, a reimagined history, you know. And uh, what's and of course you've got the resistance fighters and everything. And the Germans and the Japanese don't really get on very well, even though they won the war together. And um, I mean, I won't spoil it by saying, but there's a lot more involved than that. Yeah. There's some. Cool. Well, there's some. Let's just say multi-universal. Um, multiverse types sub, um, instances, a bit like that series called Debs that I mentioned to you before. Oh yeah. yes, yeah, it's a it's a an older take on that whole idea of multi universes and things. Who's next? It's us. We've been watching yeah. the same thing, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess you will have been, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I talked a little bit about Vikings before, didn't I? Yeah, briefly. Briefly, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I think we're almost at the end of like we've got like one more season to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not going through it as fast as we were before, um, because one one of our beloved characters have died. Yes, oh. we're a bit mad and yeah. sad. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it's a bit, it's a bit of a Game of Thrones type situation, is it? That 
yeah, a bit yeah. of backstory. What's Vikings about? The Vikings about Vikings. <gasps> so you, wow. you follow the story of Ragnar Lothbrook, and yeah. he's like this amazing Viking, and he's basically just a farmer with a wife and some kids, and it's basically just his progression as as it goes. And they're all obviously uh, pagans, heathens. Mm. Oh, no. um, so there's a lot of like um, rituals and sacrifices and things like that to Odin or whatever it is. Yeah, but um, they don't know their Norse mythology very well, do they? Oh, and there's an, uh, a monk, isn't there? A former monk lives with them. Athelstad. Yeah. Or, yes. as likes call, call him Appleman. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's a horrible slaughter at his monastery, wasn't there? Yeah. I have seen some of it, yeah. I don't know if I saw much more than that. About three or four episodes, I think I've seen. Yeah, so they basically yeah. take Appleside back to um, back to Norway, yeah. which I think they're, they're based. Yeah. I think we've deducted that. Um, yeah. Because they don't actually mm. say, oh, we live in Norway. But that's what, mm. that's what it seems. Yeah. So it's quite a gruesome uh, graphic type situation, yeah, isn't definitely. it? Yeah, definitely. It is quite, yeah. yeah. There's everything that you can imagine bad going on, it goes on. Yeah. Um, it's, oh it's worse than Game of Thrones. But oh. it's, it's enjoyable. I mean... Well, I don't know. I've said that it's better than Game of Thrones in terms of... So in Game of Thrones, at the start, oh, there's a lot of unnecessary like nudity. Mm-hmm. Like, just yeah, everybody's I always having sex, and it's, they're nude, and it's like, oh, there's no there's no need um, or anything like that. Yeah, Whereas yeah but they, Vikings... don't have, they don't have Netflix, so do they? So... <laughs> there's no children. <laughs> yeah, what, what can they do? <laughs> Yeah, whereas with the Vikings, there's hardly any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like um, if, if it's in Vikings, like there's a sex scene, it's yeah. usually because something's about to happen. But yeah, okay. like it's important or something like yeah. that. Yeah, which I guess is a difference. Yeah. Mm. Which I've enjoyed that. But... It's not as gratuitous, is the word I think we might yeah. describe. Yes. Gratuitous yeah. sex scenes, and they probably still got gratuitous violence, hasn't it? But uh, yeah, yeah. But there's, there's a lot of, in Vikings. There's a lot of okay, kids. You're gonna have to watch this sacrifice to prove to your father mm. that you're gonna you're gonna be a good man or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they kind of did that like once in Game of Thrones mm. in season one. Right. Where um, Ned Stark beheaded one of his traitors from the wall. Yes, that's mm. right. Yeah, yeah. But there's nothing else like that again that actually has meaning of why they're showing something gruesome happening. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's just oh, everything's gruesome now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But everything's kind of yeah. meaning in Vikings, which I, which mm. I really like. Yeah, I've also really been enjoying because I'm I'm half Icelandic, and so it's really interesting because there's a lot of like Icelandic words. Um, no. And things in it, because yeah. obviously, so Ice Icelandic, um, the language hasn't really changed much mm. since the settlers first well settled down there. So you've got Ice, oh, yeah. yeah, Icelandics. The majority of people from Iceland can still read like the ancient texts from there, which is quite cool. Interesting <laughs> fact. That's incredible. But yeah, but I found that quite interesting. I don't know it fluently or anything like that, but mm. I don't know what language they're speaking. Mm. Um, yeah. But it seems like they've done a good job in terms of like language. Yeah. In yeah. like portraying. Mm. They've done their research. Your ancestors. My yes, my ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> Where can you watch Vikings on Prime? Prime, yeah. Yeah, yeah Prime, yeah. 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 Very good. Yeah. Although, be careful yeah. because. It starts at season six, yeah, so we exactly. accidentally watched 
the first episode of season six and were wow. very, very confused as to what's happening. Yeah. And yeah, then I came back to watch the next yeah, episode yeah. and Devon realised, oh, uh, we started skip. season six. Yeah. yeah. So oh, Devon's uh, been really good at trying to forget. But really to the whole way the whole way through I've been like, ah, so so that person's yeah. there. Okay, that must mean so this that person that person's there. It's like we can't. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. No. I will say that yeah. the the first season is probably the best. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. It does kind of go down a little bit, but not by much. It's still really good by where we're at anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the first season I'll probably go rewatch again after yeah. we finished it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I watched uh, about three or four episodes of that whilst I was on holiday in Menorca while my mm. wife was in hospital and oh. she'd been whisked yeah. across from one hospital to another hospital. And I was stuck at the first hospital in her hospital bedroom, mm. and um, I'm watching it on my iPad. Yeah, so <laughs> my memories of the uh, Vikings were, were exactly that. So. Was it? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think um, once I got home, I didn't watch anymore. <laughs> anyway, carry on, Ford. Yeah, what have got, you been watching? Got bad memories. No <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, no, I've been watching. I've been catching up a bit on the Witcher TV show. Oh, um, this is what Devon recommended. Mm, yes, yeah. he did. Yes. Yeah. Again, it's a little gruesome. I wouldn't say it. it's a bit more tame than any of what you guys have been talking about. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's a fifteen. I think. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's been quite interesting. I'm up to episode. F- I've watched episode five now. Mm. It's a it's a bit difficult to follow because often they reference people and places that you haven't actually been introduced to yet and stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe not often, but it happens. Mm. You know. Yeah. And and some episodes you even travel in time and you only really figure it out by the end or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's that's the point though. Mm. Oh, you're supposed yeah, to it, be it didn't make sort of throughout yeah. the entire thing. And for me watching it, I was so confused, like because I know yeah. the story because I played the game. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, uh, what on earth is going on? Because they don't make it obvious that like, you're going back and forth in time. Exactly. I like. Was really cool. Yeah, you're following this one woman, and from one episode to the next, ten, twenty years has passed. It's like yeah. What? Yeah. Huh. Anyway, it's a thing. Any defense, Stephen? Okay. Can you uh, defend such a show? Well, yeah, that's a good thing. You reckon? Yeah, I mean, when you when you finally find out that they've been traveling in time, well, not mm. them, but you have been as a server, then it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Or that makes sense now. I think they did really well, I thought. But that was exactly my experience. I was like, oh, yeah. So yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, that's what it's said before. There's a lot of confusion beforehand because in the dialogue, they're like, they're talking about different kingdoms that don't exist anymore and things like that yeah. and it's just like what but yeah, yeah. Oh, it's hard work <laughs> but it's really good quality and I like uh, what's his face Superman Henry Cavill that's yeah. him yeah, the actor yeah. who plays yeah. The Witcher yeah so it's really good stuff it's just it's brain work I tell you mm. well it's yeah. really, I like things that make you think yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind being confused it'll be up your street I'm okay. sure it's a bit um, fantastical though yes more so than Game of Thrones or um Vikings. There's a lot of magic, yeah. Mm. So yeah. we've had sex, sex, violence, magic. Has anybody watched anything that's a bit more uplifting and wholesome? Uh, the Big Bang watched? Theory? I've been watching a bit the of Big that. Bang- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that counts. It's more of a comedy. Yeah. Mm. Oh dear. What do you guys think of Big Bang Theory? Have you seen that? I think it well, was funny and then it just got bad. Oh. Really? Okay. Something. I didn't. I didn't take to it, even though people said, that, "Oh, I thought you'd be the ideal candidate for enjoying that." Mm. And I never have watched it, so um, 
They I go one or two episodes and never really clicked with me. They go hard on making fun of geeks and nerds. Yeah. And, and if you're not into a bit of self-deprecating humour. Yeah. Or you're not a geek or a nerd, you're probably not going to like it. They love their Star Trek or Star Wars, don't they? It, they do. It seemed like at the beginning they were actually geeky and nerdy, but then they just got like mainstream nerdy. So uh, okay, making, so more pandering to the masses. Yeah, like, like Star Trek. It's like, mm-hmm. well, everyone knows about Star Trek. But oh. in the beginning, it was like they're making fun of things that only those people understand or actually even know what it is. Mm. Mm. I don't watch it much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sort of thing that me and my wife sit down for dinner and just slap some of that on because it's yeah, nonsense TV. TV. We just we know how it's going and it's just a bit of fun. Yeah, because we've seen it so many times. That's okay. that's what. Yeah. I don't know if I'd recommend it because it's very um, anti-Christian and stuff. I don't know. But I don't know about very, but yeah. There's obviously some of that in there because they're all scientists, so, you know. It's complicated. I have a complicated relationship. (laughs) (laughs) What what can I say? Anything else uplifting or... uh... Something I wanted to say about Vikings that just popped into my head about Vikings. (laughs) It's it's funny how um, you're you're rooting against the English Christians. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> really? The Vikings, yeah. the invaders to win. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You want these these pagan heathen yeah. foreigners to win yeah. against like mm. these English Christians. It's really... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Historically mm-hmm. speaking, Vikings were brutal against monks and, and anyone. They didn't yeah. care, did they? No. Yeah. yeah. Do they show that a lot or is it... Yeah. Do they show yeah. them a bit more human-like? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they, as, as Dad said like a minute ago, when they got Appleman, they just like thought there was a monastery oh, that they first gosh, came across. It was, it was a just, brutal they just destroyed sequence. Everybody. Yeah. yeah, it was just a brutal sequence. That yeah. was a bit shocking. Yeah, and the only reason yeah. he saved like him was because he was a bit intrigued. Yeah, it wasn't because yeah. he was like, oh, okay, actually, I can't kill him. Yeah, he wanted they wanted to like, have more information about the Saxon world and everything. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Nice. Anything else anybody wanted to share? Didn't you say you were watching Heroes a little while ago? Well, oh yes. Did, how watched, did that take? We watched the first six episodes. I really enjoyed it because we talked about it on the podcast. and it, I mean, obviously I'd seen it before, but my wife hadn't seen it before. So uh, Christine was, uh, oh, I'll see what it's like. And she'd actually really enjoyed it. But got six episodes into season one, and then suddenly it stopped being available free on Prime. You have to pay for it now. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, what? How did that happen? You know, you get halfway through a yeah. season and then they take it off of um, free viewership, you know. Those cheeky guys. Naughty. Very naughty yeah. of Mr. Prime. Yeah, Mr. Bezos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other quick thing I was going to mention, two things. I've, uh, If you want a bit of fun and laughter, Upload is very good um, about um, uploading your consciousness to a computer simulation once you die. Uh, that was quite a funny series. I think I may have mentioned it already. Yeah, I think so. And um, also, I, I really recommend, I'd love us to all try and watch a bit of this, um, Tales from the Loop. Have you heard of that? No. No. Tales from the Loop. It's a bit sci-fi. It's a bit weird. It's not science fiction, space-type stuff. It's earthbound, but it's um, quite uh, interesting. It's inspired by the wondrous paintings of... Simon Stallenhag. Tales from the Loop explores mind-bending adventures of the people 
that's the end of it. Uh, <laughs> I can looking at it on the screen. Um, but Tales from the Loop is well worth a watch. I've watched about three of those, and uh, yeah, they're all individual stories, but they kind of connect. You know. Where did you say that was available? Prime on oh, Amazon yeah. Prime again. Cool. It might well, be available yeah. elsewhere as well, but uh, hmm. yeah. That's probably our allocated time has gone, I would imagine. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But uh, thank you for sharing your experiences. It's homework time and toodaloo. Coming up next week, it's it's a film. We're watching Contact. <laughs> um, so we're all going to go away and watch the film Contact and come back yeah. and share it, share our thoughts. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that again. Today. Indeed. It seems like Devon and Paps already love it, so... Yeah, we've yeah. got to convince you now, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when we come back, we'll discuss why we love it so much. Yeah, mm. yeah. If it also explores those some of the stuff we've talked about whilst Rebecca was talking to us about science and religion. So that's always this, you know, oh. bringing mm. the two of those sort of uh, mindsets together. Mm. Very timely. Whether they do indeed come together or not, so that will um, connect nicely with our. Discussion today. Yeah. It's almost so... like I planned it. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> I said it's almost as if I planned it. <laughs> yeah, who knew, eh? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> so, listener, if you want to watch that film with us or before and the next episode, and then we can, uh, you can comment on it and we, we'll mention your comment in the mm. review. So that'll be interesting. Indeed, we will. Yeah. Where, where can they let us know, Ford? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, let's get to that. No, that's cool. Um, email, Twitter, Facebook, all in the description below. Let us know your opinions because uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we'd love to get that. And if you're willing for us to uh, comment, uh, share your opinion, then, and if it's appropriate, I suppose, then we'll be happy to mention it in our next episode. Thank you so much, listener, and a big thank you to Beck for coming on and helping us with the psychology yes, and indeed. complicated <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> Intellectual conversations. Yeah. I, I, I give you a 10 out of 10 for guest psychology rants. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Best we've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not that our other guests weren't good as well. but No, uh, indeed. In terms of psychology. Psychology rants, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rants. Is, is rants right? I, I don't know. I'll turn it on the fly. That's all I had. You didn't really rant, did you? <laughs> well. Oh dear. Beck, do you have anything final you want to say? Uh, you, you guys are doing a good job, and uh, oh. I'm honoured that I can be listening, and oh, wow. that I can nice. be on here. Ah. Thank you very much. Just get in my wife points off, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. Well, do you want to do your uh, catchphrase? Okay. Thank you very much, everyone. And we look forward to seeing you all around the microphone again next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.